kind of the, the exciting, happy part of the story is within the first 90 days of leaving and being on my own, I was able to generate six figures in revenue for myself as a solopreneur sitting there with my wobbly folding card table on my MacBook Pro, like finding people on LinkedIn, selling to strangers online. You're listening to John Nemo, LinkedIn lead generation specialist and author of LinkedIn Riches. Not only did John quickly build a six-figure business using LinkedIn as his lead generation platform, he's a leading teacher for those looking to do the same. And you're about to learn many of his best tips right now because John is today's guest on Solopreneur Success. Welcome to the Solopreneur Success Podcast, where successful business owners gather to share true stories and sound advice to help you start and grow your own solopreneur business. Come soar with us and design the life you love. Now, here's your host, Steve Combs. Hello, solopreneurs. Today, I'm interviewing John Nemo, best-selling author of LinkedIn Riches and one of the top instructors in the world on building your business and making more money on LinkedIn. Now, by way of introduction, John's LinkedIn advice has been featured in Business Insider, Inc. Magazine, LinkedIn's own official marketing blog, among many other places. And as you're about to hear from John, he truly knows what he's talking about. He's personally rewritten their LinkedIn profiles for many A-list entrepreneurs. And I'm not going to give you the whole list, but here's just a few. Chris Brogan, John Lee Dumas, Mary Smith, Tom Ziegler, Ray Edwards. That's just starters. And, but what really excites me about having John on today and why I asked John to come on to Solopreneur Success is how his advice is really down to earth. It's easy to implement, just plain works at all levels of business, whether you're starting out or you have an established business. And a big plus, John has already proven this works for solopreneurs too, as you're about to hear from his own story in a moment. So John, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Steve. Super excited to be here. Yeah, I've been wanting to do this for like a year now. I'm so glad to get you on. And we have a similar background. Well, we both dove headfirst into the entrepreneurial world with limited resources, a family to support. And I've read your background story in your book, LinkedIn Riches. And as like, this really resonates with me. I kind of have a similar story, but I'm talking about you today. So I'd love to, <laughs> love to hear about, you know, for our listeners, what caused you to leave a cushy six-figure job? And yours was voluntary. I was laid off to pursue the entrepreneurial life on LinkedIn. What led to that? Yeah, thanks for asking. So, I mean, like a lot of people listening, like a lot of solopreneurs, for a long time, I worked corporate jobs. So I was trained as a journalist. I worked for newspapers, Associated Press, and then I went into public relations, uh, worked for trade associations, social media marketing, things like that. And back in 2012, like a lot of people, like a lot of people trapped in corporate jobs, I wasn't happy. I had an entrepreneurial itch I really wanted to scratch. I really wanted to be out on my own. I wanted to or build a business around a lifestyle instead of the other way around. And so unlike you, like I did voluntarily leave, but I was crazy. So basically, <laughs> I had one client. I had enough money for 30 days. I had three young boys at home under the age of 10 and my wife who wasn't working. And I left. I, left. I didn't have a big savings account. I didn't have any money. I had credit card debt. I mean, I burned all the ships, man. Like I just dove in. Yeah, and leave a face. Yeah. And the story I told myself in order to do it was, you can always go get another corporate job. Like there's always going to be another opportunity. By then I had networked enough and knew enough that I could, I'm going to get another job if I had to, if I fell on my face. But the exciting part of where LinkedIn comes into this is even though I quit and I only had one client enough money for 30 days, I did have a plan. And I saw a unique opportunity with LinkedIn in particular, all the way back in 2012, 
to really use that platform to build a book of business, to quickly do that. And so kind of the, the exciting, happy part of the story is within the first 90 days of leaving and being on my own, I was able to generate six figures in revenue for myself as a solopreneur, sitting there with my wobbly folding card table and my MacBook Pro, like finding people on LinkedIn, selling to strangers online. You know, I didn't have a travel budget. I wasn't doing anything. It was just understanding the power of this platform to really scale and sell to your ideal clients anywhere in the world. And so that's kind of the journey and how the leap happened. Yeah. And I'm going to point that out. You said six figures, 90 days. Yeah. That's like not really heard of too often. What did you think when it happened? My kids at the time called it the money machine, like my <laughs> laptop. Every time I'd open it, I'd have a new client. I felt like, but, but what I was doing, I opened a marketing agency and I was going for kind of high end, kind of five figure type deals, right? So I didn't need, it wasn't like I was selling a $48 product, but I was amazed. I did not expect it to go that well. But what I discovered very quickly and what I'll share with everyone you know, listening and watching is, it's a very simple approach. Like the beautiful thing about LinkedIn is at a very high level, it's you go out as the solopreneur using your personal profile. You find the exact person that would be perfect for your services. You build very quickly and scale a one-on-one relationship with rapport and ice breaking. And then you pivot into offering them services. And once I got the first couple of clients that way, then I'm like, okay, this is really working. I'm going to double down and triple down. And, and so it very quickly built. And, and I can kind of share how I did that and how everyone else can kind of replicate the model if you like. Yeah, absolutely. I love like you just kind of laid it out in like a very simple outline. And that's, that's like I said, it's, it's down to earth, what you do. And I have like all these questions I want to ask you and you're like already getting to it, which is fantastic. So yeah, let's just dive right into that. I mean, you said before to me, you said the money's in the mailbox. What does that mean? And, and then let's just dive yeah. into some of those steps. Yeah. So it's a super simple process. So there's just three parts that you need to win business on LinkedIn. Part one is your profile. And we'll talk all about that. Part two is prospecting, finding the leads. And part three is what I call the profits. And that's engaging people in one-on-one messaging. So let's unpack each of the three very quickly and simply. Part one is your profile. That's the foundation. So it's your LinkedIn personal profile page. Now, the good news about what I'm going to explain to everyone is you don't have to worry about company pages. You don't have to worry about LinkedIn ads. You don't have to worry about LinkedIn articles, LinkedIn videos, LinkedIn SaaS updates. Throw all that out the window. None of it matters. All that matters on LinkedIn is one-on-one messaging. That's all the money's in the mailbox. So let me explain how this works and show you how you can replicate it. So back in 2012, I had one client and that was a debt collector when I quit and left. And I'd worked for a trade association doing PR for debt collectors. So that was my one client I picked up and started my agency with. And the best advice I got that really resonated and rang true on LinkedIn was the riches are in the niches. So the big thing I always advise you on LinkedIn is niche yourself down to one or two or at the most, maybe three target audience. So for me, I said, I'm going to be the debt collection marketing guy. Like I'm not, I have a marketing agency. I can do marketing for anyone, right? It's all the same, but I'm going to really focus on niche. And so what I did was, and what anyone can do, you have on your LinkedIn profile, you have your smiling face, then you have your headline, right? And most people's LinkedIn headline is like CEO, Nemo Media Group, which is me with a wobbly folding card table, you know, or like blah, 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 company name or something aspirational. Instead, I want your LinkedIn headline to say what the services that you provide and who it's for. 
So just two things, the service and the audience. So for me in 2012, my LinkedIn headline didn't say John Nemo, CEO, founder, Nemo Media Group. It said, John Nemo, Debt Collection Marketing Services. So the key here is within two seconds, someone on LinkedIn knows what does this guy do and who's it for? And think about on the back end, Steve, when I go out on LinkedIn and prospect, I'm only trying to connect with debt collectors who I want to sell my marketing services to. So when a debt collector gets an invite from John Nemo on LinkedIn, they see my face and my headline and it says, John Nemo, Debt Collection Marketing Services. So as a debt collector, I look at that and I'm like, well, what's in it for me if I connect with Nemo? Oh, I get it. He works for people in our industry and he does marketing. Do I need that? I'll connect, right? So it was a very simple approach. That's your LinkedIn headline. And then the other part about profile before we move on is really not having it read like a resume, which is what 99% of LinkedIn profiles are. They're written in the third person, like you're a celebrity or a pro athlete. They're all about you and your accolades. And the important thing is, Steve, that I learned is, I hate to break it to our audience right now, but nobody cares. Like nobody <laughs> cares about you. They do not care. They care. And I built my entire business off this one sentence from Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. This is, drives my whole business. And this is what he wrote, what Carnegie wrote. Your ideal clients, your ideal customers do not care about you. They care about themselves, morning, noon, and after supper. So what does that look like on a LinkedIn profile? It's what I call client-facing. So the first sentence of your LinkedIn profile, here's the, the template I want you to use. What I do, colon. What I do, colon. And you say, I help, insert the name of your target audience. I help this audience get... Then you insert a couple of benefits that they want. I help this audience get these benefits by providing you know, my product or service. So for me in 2012, again, when I was reaching out to debt collectors, it was John Nemo, headline, Debt Collection Marketing Services, first sentence of his profile, what I do. I help debt collectors, this target audience, increase sales, generate leads, and improve their reputation online, which was three benefits they wanted by providing industry-specific PR and marketing services. So now see how niche that is and see how I'm really only making it about that one target audience. Because the real fallacy on LinkedIn, Steve, that a lot of people have is, oh no, like what if someone else finds me and they don't know that I also help dentists or you know what I mean? And the reality <laughs> is nobody's looking for you. Right. Nobody, they're only there for themselves. And 99.9% .9 of the leads you get on LinkedIn are you reaching out. It's you, and this will be part two, but the prospecting where you use LinkedIn search because they have 700 million members. You use LinkedIn search like Google for B2B leads and you find those exact decision makers that you want to sell to. And since 99% of your lead generation is you reaching out, you know who you're reaching out to. So you have your profile be all about that person, their industry and the problems that you solve. Now, when I would reach out to debt collectors, they'd be like, oh, cool. You're all about me and I know what you do. And they would qualify themselves and go, yeah, let's connect. I'm actually looking for tips. What do you got? Or we are looking for marketing help. What can you do? You know, and so that's how you get those too, wins. Because you're reaching out to a big deal. You want to make that connection with people. Do you recommend people send something specific in that connection? You can put a note in there why you're connecting. I appreciate it personally when somebody has a personal note of why they want to connect with me. How do you suggest people reach out? Right. You always want to personalize it. And the beautiful thing about LinkedIn, and this is the prospecting part, is you can use LinkedIn and all the different search filters to create kind of targeted lists with built-in icebreakers. So let me give you an example. 
I can reach out and I can say, I want to find every owner of a debt collection agency who lives in Detroit and went to the University of Michigan. Okay. There's two icebreakers there, Detroit and the University of Michigan. So when I send an invite, I can scale that or make a template for those, let's say, 20 debt collectors in Detroit and say, hey, Sally, hey, Joe, hey, Bill, how's life in Detroit, Rock City? By the way, I see that you went to University of Michigan. Should I say go blue, which is like their college cheer, right? And then it's an icebreaker. It's just like you would do it in real life. You meet people in real life at a coffee shop, a one-on-one meeting. You don't start, Steve, with, hey, Steve, it's John Nemo. I'm glad you're sitting here at the table. I'd like to offer you LinkedIn marketing services. Yeah, thank you so much. I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who does that in real life? No one. But we see it on LinkedIn. Like, you can't marry someone on the first date. You literally would never sit down across from someone, say hello, and start pitching them. You would ask them questions. Where are you from? Oh, where'd you go to school? Oh, cool. Are you a Michigan football fan? That's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm a gopher fan. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I wonderful. You would find ways to break the ice and build rapport. One of my favorite stories about this to really illustrate how important it is when you invite and start engaging to break the ice is what I call my send it in Jerome story. And so back in 2012, when I was trying to win new business, I found one debt collector out in the East Coast. I think it was like New Hampshire or Rhode Island, some state. All I could find on his profile was that he went to the University of Pittsburgh for college in the 1980s. It was like 84 to 88 was the years. You know how LinkedIn lists all this data. So I was like, well, how do I personalize my invite and follow up with this individual? I can use their name, but how do I break the ice? How do I have some fun? How do I stand out? And I said, oh, what do I know about the University of Pittsburgh in the 80s? And I'm a huge sports fanatic. So I was like, what do I know about Pitt? Oh, yeah, send it in Jerome. So during the 1980s, University of Pittsburgh had this phenomenal college basketball team. And one of the penultimate moments on a nationally televised game, I'll never forget this, one of their best players, Jerome Lane, took the ball on a fast break, went up, dunked the basketball, and shattered the glass backboard. The rim came down, the crowd went bonkers, and Bill Rafferty, the famous college basketball announcer, yells into the TV, you know, during the game, send it in, Jerome, send it in, and just bedlam. And I remember watching that growing up, like, that's insane, right? And so immediately, within about 14 seconds of looking at his profile, seeing he went to Pitt during the 80s, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I know about Pitt. That's what I can drop in as an icebreaker. So I send him an invite, like, hey, I hope you're well. I see you went to Pitt. Do you remember sending it in Jerome? He accepts my invite. Within 60 seconds, writes me back a message, Steve, and says, I was at the game. Right? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I could almost hear the Bruce Springsteen song, Glory Days, in this guy's head. Like, he's back in college, and he's like, I was there when Lane dunked the ball. We went crazy, and I played varsity sports at Pitt, so I knew a lot of those guys. And now he was curious. Now we had broken the ice. We had built some rapport. So guess what he did? He went and looked at my profile. Who is this Nemo guy bringing me back to my Glory Days? What did my profile say? Debt collection marketing services. I help debt collectors, all these different benefits. He then writes me back another message about two minutes later and says, hey, I got curious. I looked at your profile. We are looking for marketing help. Can we have a call? Had a call the next day and closed a $10,000 deal. Like that quick, right? Because it was just perfect for him. And I remember when I was auditing my clients at the end of that first year, when I reached this client, I said, what really won you over? Was it my logo, my marketing, my you know, blah, blah, blah? He goes, no, man, I was send it in Jerome. Like, I just knew you'd be a blast to work with. You were known around the office as the send it in Jerome guy. Like, you were very memorable. And then he said, 
also, I knew that if you marketed that well to us personally on LinkedIn and got to know us and asked us about our story, you could do that when you prospected to our potential clients. And so that's the idea of breaking the ice when you're prospecting. And now then we can talk about how to actually sell. But, but that's the idea behind this is really treating it, Steve, like a one-on-one coffee meeting, overlaying that approach online. And that's where the magic is. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you, speaking of LinkedIn profiles, because you, you have kind of a template format that you can just grab it and use, but you say 99% of people, their LinkedIn profiles kind of set up incorrectly. In other words, it's not effective enough to get them across the board. They're not going to get the business they're looking for because somebody's going to look at this, yeah, yawn, keep on moving on. They may connect with you, but you're not getting past first base. You're not making a home run here. How do you update that profile? And I know you have a template, but but what besides yeah. there about us and that initial benefit statement? Because you're right, you know, people do care about themselves, which is also a good thing because if you mess up, they ain't gonna remember you anyways. So get what the next person, that's okay. Now you can experiment with this and learn. But what do you do? But how to make a, a profile that really catches their attention. So there's a couple different things. I mean, one is kind of following through that whole theme. So the headline, the first sentence, and then I use other little kind of statements. So what I do, and then that sentence, I help this audience get these benefits how I do it, what makes me unique, what others say, and then paste in some testimonials specific to your industry, services I provide and list them out like bullet points. Use emojis. You can use emojis on your LinkedIn profile to really have a little visual sizzle. Do it tastefully, of course. But for example, I had one client, her name is Paramita. She's out in New York. She's an accountant. And when I was rewriting her profile, I said, we need to niche you right? So you're an accountant. You can do accounting for anyone in bookkeeping. Where have you had success? Like, Where have you really killed it? She goes, well, I have like three clients. They're all in construction and I'm, they're really happy with me and they've given me testimonials. I was like, boom, you're now a construction bookkeeping person. So what we did was we rewrote her profile and the headline was bookkeeping and virtual CFO for construction companies. And then services I provide Instead of just listing bullet points with dashes, we used construction crane emoji. And we used construction crane hard hat next to what I do, the little photo of a construction person wearing the vest. I help construction companies reduce expenses, save on taxes, and increase cash flow by providing industry-specific accounting services. So she redid her profile that whole way, visually with those words, what others say, testimonials from other construction companies that used her, services I provide call to action, ready to talk, connect with me here on LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. Here's my number. Within 24 hours, she got a $24,000 client. And the person found her on LinkedIn, reached out to her with an in-mail actually, and was like, hey, I saw your profile. We're looking for a bookkeeper. We're a construction company. I looked at your testimonials. Can we talk? When can we talk? And she had a call the next day and closed them. You know, so I mean, that's how valuable and important it is. Because remember, you're not trying to be everything to everyone. That's the biggest mistake is being too broad, too general. Also, don't be aspirational. We don't need another ninja, another guru, another expert. And people will call themselves that. I audited my profiles one time, Steve. <laughs> like I was connected to like 20,000 people. And I had like 337 gurus, 148 ninjas. I even had like 20 Jedi Knights. Like I didn't know I was among such virtual greatness. But again, no one takes you seriously then. That's hyperbole. That's or I help people unlock their why. It's like, what does that mean? Right? Like, just be simple and fast and straightforward because you 
Think about your audience online. They're scanning, they're on a mobile device. What's in it for me? I'm getting all these LinkedIn invites from all these random people. If they have to do any legwork to figure out who you are and what you do, and if it applies to them, you lose them. Like you said, yawn, move on. Oh yeah, I want to connect to another blah, blah, blah. But if it says service plus audience, and you're that audience, you can immediately look and go, well, I am looking, I'd like to connect with them just because I want to learn more about that service. So it could be Facebook ads for construction companies. You can do Facebook ads for anyone, but if you niche it to construction companies, and then when they see your invite, they go, well, we've played, you know, we've been playing around with that. Maybe they have some good free advice, right? And then that's how you capture attention is simple, scannable, straightforward. As you know, a confused prospect never buys. So if you confuse people and don't make it simple, they just move on. They don't have time. There's 700 million people on LinkedIn. They're not going to sit around and do the homework trying to learn what you do and if it applies to them. Exactly. Clarity was uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis, who is a very well-known copywriter, and he always talked about the clarity commandment. And yes. that's any kind of marketing. You got to know what you're trying to say and don't muddle it up. Just make it simple yeah. and straightforward. Super easy. I'm like Geico's headline. You can say 15 of car insurance in 15 minutes, however that goes, right? It's not creative genius. It's just straightforward. Here's your benefit. Here's what you can get. Uh, Very Mm -hmm. straightforward. And you get the same thing in your profile for a specific audience and you've got the match. Very straightforward. I like that. So let's say someone reaches out to connect with you. And you talk about, you know, using an icebreaker to reach out to somebody else. Let's say somebody connects with you. How do you first respond to them? What is your process? Good question. So assuming they haven't personalized the invite to tell me, like, Hey, I read your book, blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, so, hey, Steve recommended I reach out to you. If it's just a random generic invite, I'll accept it if they look like a good prospect, right? Because you don't, it used to be with LinkedIn, you want to connect with as many people as possible and expand your reach. It doesn't matter anymore. Smaller is better, quality versus quantity. So I don't accept every invite. I just look for prospects like, oh, that guy, solopreneur. Yes, I can help him. I'm going to accept his invite. What I do is I use an icebreaker message and I also want context for how they found me. So my message is very simple. I say, hey, Steve, thanks for inviting me to connect. Great to meet you. Curious, how did you find Nemo on LinkedIn? Right, and I'm using the joke of that stupid kid movie. <laughs> but at least people remember my last name, you know, how, finding Nemo. So, so I'll say, hey, Steve, great to connect. How did you find me on LinkedIn? Because I want to know on the back end, Steve, what's working in my marketing? Are they going to say, I heard you on Steve's podcast? Are they going to say, I read your book? Are they going to say, I saw a Facebook ad? Are they, you know, so I know internally like, oh, people are finding me this way. And then also, I usually include an icebreaker like, also, how can I help you out? Are you looking to get clients with LinkedIn? If so, I've got lots of great free resources. Tell me more. And then they'll kind of tell you what they're looking for. The other approach, if you don't want to roll that quickly, is you can still say, great to connect. How'd you find me on LinkedIn? And then one tool I use that really works well just to kind of spark some conversation is you can say, also, what's one thing I can't learn about you, Steve, from looking at your LinkedIn profile? And you say, here's mine. And then you just tell like a funny non-work story. So I say, here's mine. I once, and I'm a huge music head. Like I loved Pearl Jam, grunge, the 90s was my jam, hair metal in the 80s. So I'm like, I once drove uh, six hours to Milwaukee to see a Pearl Jam concert while I had mononucleosis, literally snuck out of the hospital. Like I was not missing Pearl Jam. That's how nuts I was for Pearl Jam. So, and then I'd be like, what's yours? And the reason I do that, and I say that in the message is like, I like to get to know people and have a little fun here instead of just trying to pitch each other. 
The other thing you can do too, Steve, is when they invite you to connect, go look at their profile and look at icebreaker ideas. Hey, great to connect. I see you went to X university. Do you still follow the football team? Hey, great to connect. How did you find me? Also, I see you live in Hawaii. Boy, you're smart. You know, <laughs> like find ways to banter and then always just ask questions. The big thing with LinkedIn is ask questions. Are you looking for this? Are you interested in this? Do you want some help around blank? How can I help you? What are you looking for out of this connection? And people will tell you, right? And, and that's really the magic behind this. That's great advice. And I don't, I'm not really sure where to take it from there because really you've covered the gamut of, of your profile. You're reaching out to connect with others. Uh, coming in, how do you make that connection stronger? What am I missing? What would you do yeah, next? What's, what's we're big? missing a big piece, which is how to sell. So once you've broken the ice and built rapport and and had some laughs, the other big thing I'll say too, why I always say the money's in the mailbox before I forget, the LinkedIn mobile app, if you use that and do messaging from inside the LinkedIn mobile app on your iPhone, you can send personalized one-on-one selfie videos. You can send personalized one-on-one audio messages, little clips right inside the LinkedIn messages. So imagine the power of that when I connect with you, Steve, and instead of just writing back, I actually just shoot a quick selfie video and go, Steve, hey, it's John Nemo. You can see me here. Minneapolis, it's snowing behind me. What's new? Anyway, just wanted to put a name with a face. Great to connect. Hey, looking at your profile, I see you live in Hawaii. You're so smart. Look behind me. I'm coming right out of your house. Anyway, excited to connect. Let me know what you have going on, how I can help you out. Talk to you soon. And then I'd hit stop on the recording and send that little video warm up. That takes 30 seconds. But if they're a really good prospect, I'll do that because that elevates the level of intimacy in the conversation way more. Now, doing all that, using all these icebreakers, how do we actually sell to people? And I have a very specific script that I use that works over and over and over again. So let me break down the components of it and I'll explain it. You start with asking a question. So you say, hey, Steve, curious, are you interested in blank? And blank is the topic or the benefit you want to sell them something about. So I'll say, curious, are you interested in adding clients with LinkedIn? Curious, are you interested in improving sales for your collection agency? Whatever it is, right? And then you say, the reason I ask is I've got a great free blank. So part two is you offer something of value. I've got a great free podcast, video, on-demand webinar, blog post, ebook, piece of content, or a great free audit that I offer, you know, for website SEO, whatever it is. So part one is you ask the question, are you interested in blank? Part two is the reason I ask is I have a great free resource about it. The next part is you ask permission. If you'd like, just reply yes or send me a thumbs up emoji and I can get you a link to whatever it is. You don't include the link. You don't spam them with your calendar link or assume they want a link to your blog post. You ask permission. And then part four is you take off the pressure. You say, and if you're not interested, no worries at all. Have a great rest of your day. And it's a very simple little conversational LinkedIn message, but it does several things. People will qualify themselves. I am interested in that topic. Tell me more. And then you're going to give them something of value to prove that you can help them through your content or your audit or whatever. And then also, they don't get mad and get upset or feel sold to because you're asking permission. Would you even like to see it? I'm not going to just include the link or attach the file. Do you even want it? And then you take the pressure off and you make it clear to them that it's totally fine to say no or ignore you. And the reason that's important is maybe this month I asked you if you're interested in getting clients with LinkedIn. But next month, Steve, 
I want to send you a one-on-one message and say, hey, Steve, curious, are you interested in using webinars at all to grow your business? And maybe that will pique your interest. Well, I have a course on that that I want to eventually sell. Maybe the month after that, I'll say, hey, Steve, curious, have you ever wondered how to become a guest on podcasts? If so, I've got a great free training on how to get yourself booked as a guest. Maybe the month after that, it's a different topic. And the idea is you stay in front of people with the long game, offering free content, free value around different topics. And that's how you get people hooked in. Because eventually they're going to go, I am interested in that. Or maybe they'll say yes to everything, but that moves them deeper into your world of content marketing, sales funnel, webinars, whatever it is. And that's really the magic is that little script of ask a question, ask permission, take off the pressure, and then just deliver something free of value. And off you go. It's very simple. And again, it's all one-on-one messaging. You don't have to spend money on ads or anything else. Just talk to people. And it's not wasting your time because if you've done your work on LinkedIn, you're only talking to your exact decision maker, your exact buyer, the owner of the collection agency, the CEO of the company, right? How beautiful is that? No gatekeepers, no one in your way. You're talking directly to the right person. That's beautiful. I love that. And I'm glad you got to the marketing because I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm so, sometimes we get that, that tunnel vision where you're like, got to get my profile right. Got to get my profile right. Oh, here's the connections. But once you have the connection, what next? You're there for a reason. I'm so glad you went into the marketing aspect of it because that's really the whole point. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I you know, have you on the call today is we want to you know, make LinkedIn profitable. And there you go. That, that's a gem right there for our listeners. So thank you so much for that, John. I also want to mention, you know, I point people to your book, LinkedIn Riches, all the time. And over the past year or so, I just sent them to Amazon. But I didn't even realize uh, your website actually has this book for free on that. And you can get the digital or the audio version. All you got to do is stick your email in there and bang, it's in your inbox. I, I remember if I got tested it today, it's like, what are you that, doing, Steve? Real? You weren't supposed to tell anyone. <laughs> oh, no. People ask me all the time. They're like, why would you give away your book for free and also sell it on Amazon? And there's two reasons. One is nobody knows who I am. So it's not like, remember, people use Amazon like a search engine. They type in the topic and then buy a book on the topic for business. So They go on Amazon, they type in LinkedIn books. My book might show up. And if my book page does its job with reviews and everything, people will buy it, right? And I make it like 99 cents, whatever. The other thing is, I know that books are the single best lead magnet on earth. I literally, when I go to live events and conferences, I give away books. I don't give away business cards. I print copies of my book and hand them out. Because anyone that reads that book, just like you know, with anyone listening to your podcast regularly, they get to know, like, and trust you. You're that voice in their head, literally. And so what I tell people, and yeah, if you go to linkedinriches.com, I give away everything for free. Like you can get the book for free. There's the profile template for free, all the training. And basically I know, and the reason I do this, Steve, is you have to earn the right to ask. You have to demonstrate value. Everyone out there right now online can claim they're a LinkedIn guru, claim they're a LinkedIn ninja, claim they're a LinkedIn superstar how much harder it is to prove it to me, right? Like, show me, give me something I can do to prove that you know your stuff. And when you do that well with the way I've written the book and the templates, people trust you. They're like, that makes a lot of sense. I implemented that. I saw results. What else is there? What else is there? And that's where then you pivot into the sales conversations. What's coaching, consulting, done for you. And that's why, yeah, if you go to linkedinriches.com, you can get all, all that for free and it works incredibly well. And I want to say it's worth every penny to you. I mean, I usually, when I buy a book, I'll read like one version or I'll get the audible version or something like that. 
I have all three versions of nice. John's book. I bought the Kindle version first, then I got the Audible, and then I have the print version. I'm holding up the John to see. I'm right here. My there it is, revised and updated too. Nice, you got the new one. Yeah, the yeah. 2020. And so get that book. I mean, seriously, go get that book because it is going to help you with your LinkedIn marketing. And you should be on LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, shame on you. Get get on it because that is really the place to be at if you are a business leader or want to be a business leader. That's just a no-brainer. John, I, I've loved our conversation. Any last thoughts before we wrap up today? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, again, if you want the free resources, linkedinriches.com. Also, I have a podcast. So if you like my crazy uh, banter, nemoradio.com, nemoradio.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find Nemo and <laughs> tell me you found me on Steve's show, John Nemo on LinkedIn. And just, yeah, the biggest thing is take some action. Like it doesn't have to be rocket science. Update your profile. Use the template that you can find on my site. Find and connect to your ideal clients. Break the ice and do some of that one-on-one messaging, that professional courtship. And you will be shocked at how quickly you can get conversations, get engagement, that pivot into conversations about sales. And that's, that's what I want to see people do is take action, get quick wins. And then I know I'm doing my job. Awesome. John, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to put the links to all of these resources on the show notes as well. So make sure you check in there. I'll give you the link after the call. John, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. We hope you discovered valuable advice on how to start and grow your own successful solopreneur business. If you liked the podcast, you'll love the all-new Solopreneur Success Connections community at solopreneurcoach.com. Here you'll get exclusive access to our private, members-only community of business builders, free business building resources, and live online monthly training designed to accelerate your business success. Join us now at solopreneurcoach.com. Hey, Solopreneurs, it's Steve Combs again. You can download the show notes for this episode at solopreneurcoach.com forward slash 048. Be sure to get a copy of John's excellent book, LinkedIn Riches, either free at his website, linkedinriches.com, or your favorite bookseller. This is one I've read multiple times as there's so many good tips to glean from it. I also wanted to remind our listeners today about the free monthly virtual networking events I host. Our next one will be held this coming Monday, January 17th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. No registration needed. Just show up on time and you'll get a chance to connect one-on-one with up to four other business builders over the course of our one-hour session, plus meet everyone else in the big room between breakouts. You'll always find the next virtual networking event date, time, and link, as well as a free training video on effective virtual networking and some other free downloads to help you make the most of the event on my free resources page at solopreneurcoach.com forward slash free dash resources. I'll link to that page from this episode's show notes page, which again, you can find at solopreneurcoach.com forward slash 048. Thank you for listening. And I hope to meet you personally at next Monday's virtual networking event.